As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on The Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore, joined by our foreign correspondent, Joe Varden, live from the Philippines, where he's struggling a little bit, uh, mourning <laughs> his time to uh, to kind of get going. Joe, uh, man, I've been loving the work. I've been reading everything that you're writing. It's amazing having you there and in the middle of it and i'm gonna point out real quick just for the listeners by the time you guys hear this the game against italy in the quarterfinals of the world cup may already be finished uh you know just a function of time difference and and schedules working out but there's still a lot of things that i think are worth talking about and joe Right off the top, I, I want to talk about Din Tai Fung, the restaurant where you're eating all your pregame meals. It was heavily featured in the article that you wrote about Jonas Valanciunas, who we'll get to. But I got to know, like, is this the best restaurant in Manila or, or is it just the most convenient to the to the arena? I think no, I, I don't want to say it's the best restaurant in Manila. We have had some uh, delectable meals at, at some of the local spots, but this Chinese restaurant, uh, Ch- Chinese Taiwanese restaurant is located in the mall, which is directly next door to the arena. Uh, they, the food is awesome. Um, and it's, you know, it's some, it's food we've had before in Shanghai. And then there, there are a couple locations in LA even. So it's like, there's a little familiarity to it. Um, and then like, you know, we know on the menu what we like to get. And, uh, and, and then we also know that it's going to take the same amount of time every time because it's one of the hardest things to do in Manila is to plan, um, to plan your timing because traffic is so bad, um, that you need to be able to leave early, early enough to get to the arena or to get to the mall to eat. And then you're going to have enough time to eat and then get over there and, and walk to the arena. So we know what we're going to get at Din Tae Fung. Um, 
and we just love it. You know, we've come to we've come to get used to the, um, you know, the the way they seat you is they ring a doorbell, and and then a computer like calls out a number, and that's your table number, and they just it just goes on and on all day. Um, you know, they they've seen us seven times now, <laughs> and they still say the same things every time. Like they ask us if we need uh if if we need to learn how to to make the sauce at the table how to how to eat the uh the dumpling so um just ridiculous but uh we love it nonetheless well it, again in the in the same article you wrote that Jonas Valančiūnas was going to be the biggest test that team USA will have faced at that point and proved to be true Lithuania defeated team USA Thanks to Jonas Valanciunas and his physical interior play, which in the international game is is a massive part of it. Uh, being able to post, I mean, post play in general, huge offensive reboundings with Lithuania. You always have to worry about them. And, you know, these sort of struggles that Team USA has had where they are not a good rebounding team. They're not heavily uh I, I wouldn't i would say they don't have a big presence inside you know jaron jackson being the guy who gets the majority of the minutes for them at center and those issues reared their heads and, and equal to loss against lithuania and, and you saw it coming joe yeah i did um just i mean we've known for weeks that the team usa that the biggest problem was going to be on the glass going to be when they play against the bigger sturdier you know, European teams that play the FIBA style. Uh, we had seen it. We knew it was coming, the, this challenge. Um, you know, what you don't see is, in addition to the to that, uh, Lithuania starting nine of nine on threes. And, you know, if, if LeBron and Durant are on this team um, and the other side goes nine of nine from three, I, I don't know that USA wins. You know, when those things start happening, I mean, shots are going in that shouldn't have gone in, you know, hand in your face, ball off the glass, that kind of thing. And so, I mean, I think that's ultimately why they lost. We talk about the rebounds because the the discrepancy is so wide in these two games that USA played over the weekend. They were out rebounded 93 to 58 and outscored something like. 39 to five on, uh, on second chance points, something like that. Um, and so that, that's obviously not good enough, but, but they're so deep and they're so fast that they're going to be over to, they're going to be able to overcome a lot of that. They just couldn't do it when, in addition to getting slaughtered like that, uh, on the uh, rebounding against Lithuania, that the other side is just throwing everything in from, from all points on the, on the floor. So, you know, you don't want to overreact. I think the thing that they're looking at going forward in the world cup is to, and I wrote about this today is to, is to play like you are USA. I mean, they have gotten into their heads and this is, this part is good, like to respect every opponent, right? Like, you want to have the appropriate fear. You don't want to uh, sell anyone short because you get beat that way. But you also need to play with a certain edginess and a certain, like, I guess, desire to go for the kill. Um, and Lithuania had that. There wasn't much respect flowing from Lith Lithuania to the U.S. It was much more like, 
they they went in there to to you know beat them down and and that's what happened and and we haven't seen that yet from from the U.S. Like yes, they've had a, a several lopsided wins. That's true, but uh, other than Jordan, who is just outclassed, the none of the games has the USA starting very quickly. None of them. Uh, they always take a while to get going. They kind of ease their way into that. And you can't do that in these tight games in FIBA. So like to see that killer instinct and like to see it take over early. And, and that's the, the lesson that you learn from Lithuania. Yeah. You said they need to be more forcefully athletic. And, and I think that ah. that's a perfect descriptor of it. And when you think about Lithuania and what they did, transition offensive rebounding so that's exactly the way that they played and you would think that team usa being probably superior athletes i mean these guys are nba players and and the best players in the world uh would be able to adapt and play a similar style but i i I wonder if maybe one of the problems well there's multiple problems with the style of play in the nba you you can't use your hands when you guard and so it makes it it's a different experience when you're playing in, in international play because Guards are pushed around a lot on, on the perimeter. You know, I think NBA players are used to getting foul calls, and they're not getting those in FIBA. I mean, we remember a couple of years ago, Damian Lillard uh, struggled a little bit in the Olympics. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's a part of it. The other thing is, guys don't box out. And if you don't box out, that's trouble <laughs> in international yeah. play, especially against, a, again, a disciplined and physically strong team like Lithuania. So I, I think that you kind of hit that nail on the head forcefully athletic i mean what what do you see as far as just is there a personnel change that they need to make uh, i mean again they they brought josh hart into the starting lineup that seems to have worked pretty well do you feel like they need to maybe play bigger looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. No, and and the reason why I say that is because they they have tried that and it hasn't worked. Um, Walker Kessler hasn't had great minutes, um, and then playing alongside when when the Steve has had a couple of, of shifts where he's played maybe Walker and Bancaro together. Um, and that that didn't work. Uh, and then Jaron hasn't been on the floor enough really to try that because of foul trouble. But I think, and this is where the forcefully athletic stuff comes from, instead of trying to go bigger and trying to say, okay, we are going to attempt to play this rebounding game. That they just need to be forceful with what they have. Like what they do best is be smaller, be quicker, um, like beat you like a drum in transition, take you off the dribble, move the ball all over the place. But you have to you have to be able to go out there and 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 
and do that, dictate that pace. Um, so, you know, lean into who you are. Um, Steve has talked about like what they can do as a smaller team to rebound the ball. Like you, you said it perfectly, Dave, like they don't box out. They need to, you know, you can't have these situations where you have all five guys like staring up at the ball and they, they do that. Um, and then otherwise, you know, just stick to what it is that, that you do well, like knowing that you're going to give up balls, uh, you're going to give up rebounds and, um, you know, just, just like be the faster team, you know, be, be the team that's more skilled offensively. And, um, you know, that that's, that's the recipe to win for them here. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wonder if another thing that they struggle with is there's so many actions all the time, and this is going to come up in this game against Italy. And I don't want to do the thing that I did the other day and assume that they're just going to beat Italy because Italy is a very good team, but not, as physical as Lithuania and should not pose the same challenges that Lithuania did, but they do run a lot of actions. I mean, you mentioned it, Steve Kerr talked about it. They, they like to split cut in the post and, and a lot of waggles. I think he said uh, yep. to you in the article there, they, they just run multiple actions. And in, in the NBA, they don't It's high pick and roll. And a lot of the, the players stand around uh, a lot of possessions. You, the, the defense in, international play and FIBA there is no three seconds so getting to the paint is not exactly the the goal all the time I mean you've got to draw the defense out of the paint you want to try to get switches do you do you think that maybe that's part of it for Team USA it's just a completely different style of play all most of these guys very young um, haven't had a, a lot of experience in international play and and maybe there's just still some catching up to do on their part well uh, certainly at this point I have the appropriate fear and uh, it's not up to me to, to uh, supply the forceful athleticism. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I am going to be concerned from here on out um, almost no matter the opponent, but from Italy's perspective, they do run stuff. Like you said, they have complexity to their system and they have a familiarity on their roster with guys who are just used to playing together. And this is a time honored complaint or excuse when it comes to team USA. Um, and I would have told you that I haven't seen that as much this year, this season where the, you know, the Americans can point to another team and say, Oh, well, they just have so much more experience together. Um, that hasn't been an issue. But after what we saw with Lithuania, and then you apply that to Italy, you, you do get concerned that the Americans will get lost in trying to run, to trying to follow them with their action and lose guys uh, and, and have some miscommunication issues that lead to open buckets. So, you know, I, I, Italy has been great in this tournament. I think they've lost once. Um, they've been in it against all the really tough teams. You know, they have, uh, the, you know, it's not like they don't have like an NBA laden roster, but they're, they're really good and, um, and they're disciplined. So it's going to take a good effort. It, it is. And then, you know, you're going to say the same thing in the semifinals and we'll see what happens uh, on Sunday. If they survive and, and make it past Italy, they get the winner of Latvia, Germany. And that in and of itself, man, that is a nightmare. The two different teams, I mean, Latvia, I don't know how, when you look at their roster, it makes no sense that they're able to play any defense, but yet they do. 
and they run hmm. you to death all game long. It's it's a lot of threes, run and gun, but man, they just never stop coming. And then Germany, listen, you can talk about a team that's got a lot of NBA guys. Look at the German roster. Isaac Banga, by the way, an improved shooter, and now you have this seven-footer who can switch one through five and matches up really, really well with Team USA. So, you know, no matter how you cut it at this point, there are no easy games left for Team USA. And you you keep hammering home the appropriate fear, appropriate fear. They should be not playing scared, but That's they right. should be it, – it should almost be appropriate amount of respect. And, and in a 40-minute game, it really – it doesn't allow a lot of leeway. You, you can't make huge mistakes. It's hard to come back. You know, you don't get those extra eight minutes. And, again, the paint is just not there for you. I mean, if you look at finishing percentages around the rim in, in FIBA competition compared to the NBA – it's a completely different world. 0.99 PPP points per possession on layups. Huh. Yeah, it's insane. It's just a different, different form of basketball. So, Joe, I, I'm looking forward to your continued coverage. And, and, you know, I hope you get to hang out in the Philippines for longer. I, I want to see, you know, the stories that you're going to write out of there. And hopefully we'll have a chance to reconnect at the end of this and, and wrap up uh, a nice little bow around the world cup and your time there. So thanks for joining us on the daily ding Joe Varden, go read his stuff over at the athletic. He's putting out, I don't know how many articles you're putting out. It feels like two a day. The time difference is maybe working against you from a work perspective. there, Joe. <laughs> hey man, just uh, making the most of it. You know, I'll sleep when I get home. That's there that's you go. All right. Well, for Joe Varden, I'm Dave DeFore, and this has been the daily ding special edition world cup update on the athletic NBA show.